We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. My name is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the Smarter Parenting Podcast. Today, I'm going to give you five tips that you can do when your child is having a tantrum or an outburst or a meltdown. There are a lot of names that we use for this type of behavior. And this behavior can happen anywhere. It could be in public or it could be just in your home with you and your child. Many parents are unsure exactly what they can do when their child is having a meltdown. So I'm going to give you five tips to guide you through this process of how to deal with tantrum behavior. The thing that is important for you as a parent to understand is that you are not in complete control of the environment or of your child. Your child, when they exhibit this type of behavior, are responding to a stimuli that is happening. And so your ability to control your child and have them do exactly what you want will have varying results. If your expectation is, I'm going to go in and control everything, then you're deceiving yourself. What you can do is guide your child towards more positive outcomes or more positive behaviors, but your child is is autonomous, just like you. And as children grow older, you'll start to realize that you do not have control over decisions your children make and that your children will respond in ways that they feel are appropriate or will get them what they want. So the goal here is not in controlling your child and turning your child into a robot. We don't want children robot. We want children who can make positive decisions, especially when they're confronted with difficult situations. Now, the five tips I'm going to give you are fairly simple, but it does require some introspection on your part because as a parent, you can only control yourself, okay? So here are the five things. First, focus on describing the poor behavior and not discussing the issue. Second, remove the audience if possible. Third, monitor your own behavior. Fourth, Instruct your child how they can resolve the situation. And five, praise any compliant or good behavior. So let's talk about these. The very first one was focus on describing the poor behavior, not discussing the issue. If your child is throwing a tantrum about not getting a toy in the store and they're reacting and yelling and screaming, do not focus on the toy. Don't focus on trying to get the toy, you know, uh, resolve that issue. What you are going to focus on is describing the behavior of your child. The reason that you're doing this is you're focusing on very specific things and redirecting your child to focus on their behavior at the moment. So this would look like me with a young child. I would say, okay, right now you are screaming and you are talking loudly. All right. So I'm describing the behavior. I'm not saying, well, you're crying over a toy. It's not that big a deal. The toy is not that important. What I am doing is refocusing on the very specific behavior. So we're not going to get into a debate about the toy. We are going to focus in on the behavior that I am observing. There's a skill you can use on the Smarter Parenting website. It's called Observe and Describe. So highly recommend you jump over and, and watch that video. 
in observe and describe what you are doing is you are observing the behavior and just describing it. But you need to do so in a very calm manner and very matter of fact. Don't use a lot of words. You want to keep it very specific. Right now, you are yelling and you are throwing your arms up in the air. Okay? So I'm describing the behavior. Don't engage in discussing the issue. At this point, we want to focus on the behavior. Now, if at all possible, you need to move on to step two, which is remove the audience, okay? So if, if possible, if there are other children in the home and your child is throwing a tantrum, try and get the children away, the other children, so you can deal with the one child that is throwing the tantrum. Now, in a store, that's not possible, obviously. So what you want to do, though, is try and position yourself so you are the main focus of your child. So if your child is on the ground, you may want to kneel down and get down as low as you can on their level so you are present and in their space, but not in their face. So you want to be sure that you can be the focus of what is happening and that your child doesn't have a lot of distractions. Now, the reason that this is important to remove the audience, if possible, is that sometimes people who are observing a tantrum behavior, their reactions to the tantrum behavior may egg on the child to act out even more. If you have ever seen a child act out in a class and other children around them laugh, that child is more likely to do the same thing and continue on with that negative behavior. So removing the audience actually helps them focus in on you and what's happening rather than having an audience that is pushing them or egging them on or making them continue to act out. So removing the audience is, is essential. Now, in some families, I have recommended that they have a code word where they, the parent would say it and then all the children would know, okay, we need to just go to our rooms and wait there while mom and dad deal with this issue that's happening here. And, the, and this works. This actually does work for families. So it could be any word. I just have parents choose a random word. They do that, and it's for anybody. And that way, the parents can focus in on the behavior of the child. Okay, so remove the audience, which is number two. Number three, you need to monitor your own behavior. At times, when your child is escalated, you actually become escalated as well. So Take some time, take a deep breath. Remember, as you're describing the behavior in step one, you should be calm. When you are calm, this helps your child to see what it's like to stay calm in a very tense situation and helps them de-escalate as well. If you are reacting in a big way, they will match that. So be very cautious about your own approach and monitor your own reaction what are you feeling at the time? And can I remain calm? Can I keep my voice in a calm tone? Now, number four is instruct how they can resolve the situation. Sometimes this means you need to describe the behavior that you want to see your child exhibit at the time. So if your child is in the store, for example, the example we used at the beginning, they want a toy, they start yelling and throwing their arms up in the air. You've described the behavior, You've moved in close so they can pay attention to you uh, because you can't remove the audience. You're monitoring your behavior and you're calm. What you want to do now is instruct them on how they can resolve the issue. And this may mean describing, okay, what I want you to do 
is put your arms to your side, and I need you to speak softly. Okay, now you want to be able to say that in a very calm manner because this is going to give them an example of what you want. Now, your child may struggle with that at first, but you want to continue to repeat that. They're very simple instructions. Put your arms over to your side. That's something he knows exactly what to do and speak softly. That is something your child can absolutely do. So you want to focus in on these very simple instructions and keep them to a minimum to two. You don't want to do more than that. You want to keep it as simple. As soon as your child complies in any way with what you are asking them to do, say your child puts one arm down, you want to praise that, which is step number five. You're going to praise any compliant behavior that is good that you observe from your child. If your child puts down two arms, you're going to say, thank you, thank you so much for putting your two arms to the side. This makes me want to hear what you want to say about what's happening here. So you are working through this process and it is going to require you to repeat things, which is just fine. So you may have to repeat the instructions of what you want your child to do. And if your child does a new behavior, you're gonna go back to step one, which is focus on describing the behavior, not the issues, but the behavior that you're focused on. So if your child, instead of yelling and screaming and throwing up their arms, they start stomping their feet, then you can describe that behavior. Okay, right now you're stomping your feet. So let me walk you through this and what it sounds like with an interaction. Say I'm a parent, my child is in the store, uh, my child wants a toy, and I said no, so they start yelling and screaming. Uh, number one, I would describe the behavior. Right now you're yelling and screaming. Number two, I would move closer to my child so I would take up the majority of the space because there are other people around, but I want him to focus in on me. So I, I would try and get eye contact. I try to be there, be very present. I would monitor my own behavior, step number three. I would say, okay, I'm calm, and I can communicate in a calm manner. Step number four, I, I would instruct them on how to resolve this issue or describe the behavior that I would like. So I would say, Okay, what I need you to do right now is I need you to speak softly to me. Okay, just speak softly. So I'm going to start off with just one instruction at this point. And if they even speak a little bit softer, I would praise that. It doesn't have to be to my level, but if they're improving even just a little bit, I will praise that behavior. So let's say my child speaks a little bit softly. I'll say, okay, thank you for speaking softly. This makes me want to hear what you have to say about what you want. So now I need you to speak even softer. And we would continue this process. Say he started to escalate again, and so he started stomping his feet. I would say, okay, right now you're stomping your feet. And I would stay in that space, which is number two, uh, so the audience isn't around as much as possible. I'd monitor my own behavior. Okay, so he's stomping his feet now. Am I frustrated at that? Yes. But can I communicate with him in a calm manner? Yes. Then I would instruct him how to resolve that. I'd say, okay, I noticed you stomped your feet. Now I need you to just put both feet on the ground, okay, and keep them still, all right, so I can hear what you have to say. And then I would praise him. Thank you for not stomping your feet. And then we would continue on until he de-escalated. Now, it's important for you to breathe 
and to remain calm throughout this interaction, it's essential that you model the behavior you want your child to have. This is going to make all the difference in the world. So I'm going to repeat these steps again, and I'm going to recommend you jump over to the Smarter Parenting website to the Observe and Describe video skill. It's there. It doesn't take very long to watch. But this is a very powerful skill that you can use anytime, especially if a parent is frustrated. I will usually tell them, hey, use observe and describe to deal with your child. All you have to do is observe the behavior and describe what they're doing. Sometimes that's enough to help your child realize, okay, I'm doing something maybe I shouldn't be doing, or I need to adjust something, or I need to change something. So it it is an effective method that you can use. All right? So the steps are focus on describing the poor behavior and not discussing the issue. Remember, stay focused on the behaviors. Number two, you want to remove the audience if possible. Number three, monitor your own behavior. Be sure that you're okay, you're calm, and you can model the behavior that you want to see in your child. Number four, instruct how they can resolve the situation or describe the behavior that you want to see from your child. And then number five, praise any compliant behavior. So even if it's small, you want to praise that. And the reason being is you want to engage in positive ways with your child and bring them along to a point where they can de-escalate and be calm. All right? So I'm going to challenge you this week to use this method when you're dealing with difficult behaviors like meltdowns, um, when you're dealing with frustrated children who are having outbursts. You know, there are a million different names for this type of behavior. But it's important for you as a parent to know what you can do and very specific steps that you can follow to deal with this. All right? So I'm excited to hear from you how this is going to go. All right, take care. I'll see you again next time. Thanks.